Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The return to glory. Michael, good morning. What's up, man? Not much. I have a question for you. Oh, wow. Okay. How do you tackle cardio in the morning? Like, do you do, like, a quick burst run? Like, do you run a mile and a half? Do you, like, try to, like, bike 10 miles or run six miles? Or um, tell me about that, like, jump roping-wise, too. Because um, myself, for example, I – jump rope for 20 minutes this morning so just to kind of get a little cardio going and then i'm gonna do a little workout later um that's just kind of how it's been for me up in ohio uh basically on winter break again so <laughs> i'm working out in the afternoons <laughs> and just kind of like spacing out like my workouts right now which is nice because i needed that but anyways back to the question i asked earlier um how do you tackle something like that like what's your morning cardio routine like if you do anything um, so I, t- I don't really, uh, like since, the, since it gets darker early, I tend to go to the gym at night because like right after we do this podcast, it's six thirty here, I'm going straight to the golf course and then I'm there till dark and then I do my workouts, but, um, I'm about to actually start posting all my workouts that I'm getting from Brendan Walsh because me and him have kind of teamed up a little bit and he's helping me manage my practicing and my my workouts so typically on every workout he's given me six different workouts and every one that he gave me it starts with about 10 minutes of cardio so if you're doing at least 10 minutes if you want to start it with your day or just start your workout i think that's great i think it's a good warm-up i think it's good just to get your heart rate up before the workout but um if you want to do like a little bit of cardio to start your day, maybe to wake you up and get your metabolism going, then do that too. But I, I typically just stretch or I'm trying to stretch morning stretcher. I see some may call that yoga. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's lazy yoga, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just whenever I work out, I just typically do it all in one. I mean, I know when I lived in Florida, I would do, I would go to Joey D probably three times a week and I would do their workouts, but I never really thought they were like enough. So I'd go to the gym after or later that day. So it just depends on how much or how hard you want to work out. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I'll also add earlier what you said, any, uh, any sort of yoga is just mindfulness. So you can be working out just focusing on pumping out 10 reps and that's yoga in and of itself uh, if we're being technical but um anyways uh yeah i feel you there <clears throat> yeah so um but yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about more of what me and brennan are working on um as like i get into it because i'm starting it I'm really starting it next week so I just got back from Ohio and my body feels like it's it all got fused into into one so I'm just trying to you know get loose and get my swing back what do you mean well I mean I know it was cold you you were in the weather but 
Um, well, so I was gone for a total of eight days. I was in Virginia for four days and then Cincinnati for, I guess, Virginia five days, Cincinnati three days. And um, when you're an out-of-towner, as you might, might know, I mean, you live closer to family than I do. And you probably see your family more than I do, but it's a lot of standing up, going to find, going to someone's house, sitting on their couch for a couple hours, standing up, going to eat, sitting down at the restaurant for a couple hours, standing up, going back to a house, sitting on a couch. <laughs> and so I wasn't getting much movement. I mean, I worked, I, I got to work out a couple of, of those days, but like, and then getting on a plane for four and a half hours, like it's just, <clears throat> excuse me. It's just, uh, my body just feels like it's so like so tight like my spine feels so tight and like every time i stretch i'm like oh my god it's gonna take like a week to get back you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. so yeah i've been there many times so yeah yesterday was the first time i touched a club in eight days and my seven iron felt like i was swinging my seven iron six iron and five iron at the same time it's called uh called being a regular person yeah i guess i wouldn't want to play golf if that's how i felt every time (laughs) yeah i know you need some uh stiffer or some lighter and less stiff shafts yeah seriously i didn't really think about that yeah i mean dude there was a point in time i mean i haven't really touched touched a club in the last seven days but there was a point in time back in November where I didn't play much. I think I mentioned it on the last one of the last few podcasts, but I mean, thinking about it, it's like, damn, like, I'm like, man, I need some light. I, I can't swing these X100s right now for some reason. Like, I went out and played. It was because I was playing in the cold, that too. and and I couldn't feel the shafts. I was like, man, like, I cannot feel these shafts right now. So, like, man, I wish I had something lighter, less stiff. And so it's like, well, I got some modises. Nippon 120s in my in my room back in Cincy, so I could always use those if I wanted to. But um, I'm actually in my room in Cincy and looking at them now. But yeah, I mean, there's always like you can do a slight modification in equipment if you want to go that route. If you haven't swung that much, or if you're feeling loose or stiff, I mean, you and I both know guys that change irons, like they change clothes or putters or drivers you know so um i think that's just one way to kind of adapt but you and i are definitely more more akin to adjusting our bodies and our mindsets instead of our equipment like i think you and i both agree like hey like it's the it's the indian before the arrow and then work on the arrow you know so yeah um but yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to fall into that, especially during the holiday season. I mean, I feel like anyone who's listening to this can attest, like, yeah, like if you done if you do anything with family over the holidays, like you're doing a lot of driving, a lot of sitting, a lot of eating. Um, you probably feel sluggish and tired at the end of days, or during the middle of days, and yeah, you just it's it can be enough to throw off routines or like feel like it's like really tough to get back into them. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, those are things that we need to kind of also be grateful for because, uh, 
if you didn't have those, like it would be too easy, you know, like you just fall into the pattern of just like, all right, go out, work out and just like get your fix. But there's always going to be a stressor during your day. Um, anyways, I'm going off on a tangent, so <laughs> I'll stop. Yeah. I mean, I just, this is, I know I've talked about this in the podcast before, but I just hate coming back from taking some time off. I hate it. But oh, yeah. I'm, it's just like a, it's just a weird feeling because everything just feels a little off, even though like even yesterday I was hitting it pretty good, but first full swing with like an eight iron, I was just like, it was like almost a guess at the bottom of the ball. It was so weird. But then like after two or three shots, I was start, I started to hit it better, but the club still felt so heavy and it's just not a good feeling because you're just like, Oh, I just want to be like in like mid season form all the time and even if like i'm i'd rather like hit it bad and still you know not feel like that the club is a million pounds yeah i understand and i'll say from my experience this fall with not really playing as much um especially like in the month of november and whatnot like one thing I'll say, it, it helps to to give back and teach somebody, um, whether you're sharing ideas with like a, a practice part, like someone you practice with or a friend or you're a coach or a, or a teaching pro or whatever. But with that, like you also need to like be able to have the receipts as in like like, yeah, you had to have been able to done, done these things and still be able to do these things and stay sharp. And I think, like, when you truly believe in, like, what you're practicing and the amount of time that you've put in and sacrificed, whether it can be um, as little or as much, um, yeah, I think that you you have that confidence to fall back on and like whenever you're in that space you give that 100 percent. and yeah you might you might have a little bit of rust but you can still get there like you know when you like play your first tournament back in a while and like you get off to a really good start and you're like three under through five or something like that and you're like holy shit like i didn't expect this um like like one it's like you're setting the you're setting your expectations a little bit lower than usual and like mm-hmm. it's helping and it always does and you're not pressing as much um but two like you're doing exactly that you're just falling back on your instincts and like like you're not focused on anything else and like your mind your mindset is like so clear and um focused but there there comes a point in time where usually i hate to say it when you're coming back from a break where you kind of like your mind begins to travel somewhere else and it's like oh i'm three under through five uh let's see if we can get another birdie and then all of a sudden like you start pressing um and you go one way or the other so yeah um breaks are always tough but when you yeah get back some, into i mean sometimes uh the breaks like force you like it forced me to kind of like a hard reset um which like thinking about it and you know the last week or so i've 
kind of been thinking about how just try what what good could come from this because like I wasn't like playing that great, but it was kind of nice thinking like all right when I come back it's gonna be like a let's see let's see if that break kind of like helped me or you know yeah it couldn't have, like I wasn't like I said I wasn't playing that well so it's not like I was like stopping a hot streak, but mm-hmm. it's like I said it's like just it's just like a hard reset and. Going into into the new year, and uh, I, have a, I have a tournament coming up, like I think next week too. So I just hope I. I was texting a buddy, and I was like, I just hope I break eighty next week. Sometimes Keep... those are the best rounds I've played, where it's like, man, I hope I don't shoot ninety today. Like I would say that all <laughs> the time, and like my college qualifying, my freshman and sophomore year, like, well, hope I don't, hope I hope I break eighty today, or break 90 and like that lo and behold like shoot 69 yeah so yeah you know you never know i think when you surrender the outcome and just say like you know like let's just spin it what the what the fuck like let's just spin it and like you don't worry about shooting 90 or it's like yeah like i'm like not happy with 90 but it's like yeah like it's not like you're content, but it's like you're just you're okay with you like you you can take it on the chin like if you do shoot ninety like that's such a good mentality to have going into a tournament like it, it sounds so far fetched it might sound so far fetched to you or someone else listening to this but like when you don't have those expectations. And you don't focus on like the end goal of winning or shooting sixty five. That that pressure and everything else just seems to just not be such a burden or as much of a burden or a stress as it would be. No, hundred percent. I remember because in look, college. I'll, I'll, let me say one thing. I, I remember looking back on those rounds where it's like I'm not playing well. Um, even but even in my pro days, like I'll give you a, a college example where it's like, well, I hope I break ninety, and like I go and shoot sixty nine and qualifying at Springfield because I I didn't have any expectations and like I got off to a good start and all of a sudden like I'm like one or two elite in qualifying and I set myself up for the for the rest of the season to like play well and like have the confidence to be in the lineup and know what it takes to do it. And like, next thing you know, like I'm in this, I'm on the travel squad and then I'm playing well, like in the tournaments and like, it's just kind of like helping you level up just by like not really setting any expectations. And then also with the professional example of mine too, my wrist was freaking jacked up in 2017. Like I had a ganglion cyst and it was really, really active this one tournament. Um, at Port Charlotte in a West Florida golf tour event. And I was playing with two of my buddies, um, Sam Geisy and Ashton Van Horn. And like, we're driving up together because me and Sam were living at the time and Ashton came down from Orlando and stayed with us. So we're driving 40 minutes up together to like play the same tee time. And like, I'm looking at these guys. I'm like, guys, like my wrist is like throbbing right now. And it's like seven, seven thirty in the morning. It's like, dude, like, if I'm not playing well after nine holes, then like I might withdraw. I'm gonna be out front with you guys, um, because it wasn't it was 
it was feeling that bad and then like once i just kind of got there and was like all right like whatever let's just see how this goes and like started making pars and then like i birdied the fifth hole and then i birdied i think i birdied like another one i can't remember i pull up the scorecard but like i birdied another one i came to like nine and i was two under and then i birdied nine and then i birdied 10 11 12 13 and then 14 i think i made six birdies in a row and um just because i kind of was in a good mindset like it wasn't like i was i was pessimistic about like withdrawing it was just like i was real and i was like accepting of it but i was like well let's just see how it goes and like they always say like i've heard the saying like be wary of the sicker injured golfer sick injured whatever golfer and like that theory tested to be true so um yeah i mean i wish I wish it was like so easy, like to like switch on and off, like setting like those expectations or um, like not having such high expectations. I think that comes with just like continuously checking and humbling yourself. But um, yeah, I mean, the more, the more that those tend to happen, the more confidence you get and the more you tend to level up and just, yeah, you, you see, you see residual results and it's just, because you're focusing on the process, you know. No, for sure. <coughs> Anyways, I, I didn't mean what to I was gonna say you're good. You're yeah, good. what I was gonna say is, uh, I just played in Asia to work U school, and I did not play good the first two days. Like just making dumb mistakes, really pressing, you know, being like almost too careful at some points, and I would say that's like when people ask me like, "What's the weakest part of my game?" I would say. A lot of it is that where it's not necessarily like a certain, you know, like hit, hit my driver or my iron play or putting or chipping. It's all like that's all pretty solid. But when it comes to when I play poor or poorly, it's because I'm just making dumb mistakes or I'm not being aggressive enough or I'm aggressive when I shouldn't be. <clears throat> and, uh, so the last two days, I remember I turned at one over par um, third day, and I and there's another story that about that whole tournament I can talk talk about. But um, I look at one of the guys I was playing with, and I was just like, "Fuck, I'm hitting driver on this back nine on every hole." And this golf course is like all dog legs. You're hitting five irons on on some tee boxes. Um, you can realistically get through the golf course hitting probably two drivers when you really need to. And I hit driver in every hole and I shot 300 par on the back nine. I just, like it was nothing. And it was, and I just started laughing at myself. I'm like, man, when you don't really care, you just play so much better, which is, you know, kind of interesting. And then, uh, and then the last day, I I think I told told this in the podcast, but the last day I birdied my first hole and then I rattle off 17 straight pars. Like just bogey free, one under par. Like, yeah, one under is not great, but I didn't make a single mistake. I mean, I missed a lot of putts, but I didn't make any, like I didn't make a single bogey, right? So it's just kind of interesting when, when, uh, you feel like you're not playing for anything. You're just going out there and just swinging the golf club and you just get it done so much more efficiently. And 
you know, there's just not as many, many expectations, but, but what I was going to say when we were talking about that is uh, in college, Doug, my coach would always talk about how much I cared about how I'm hitting the ball and how much I cared about, like, if I'm doing things perfect and, um, like just being a straight up perfectionist every single day. And he would always tell me, he's like, if I cared about how much, if I cared about my swing as, as much as you cared, I would, I would never play golf again. <laughs> he would say that to me every day just because I was, I always try to be perfect. And, you know, I wanted everything to look like Tiger Woods. I wanted to hit the ball per- perfect every single time. And that, that is one of the biggest detriments you could do in golf. Yeah, I got a few players like that too. Um, I've recalled, like in the past, like they're them just being like really critical of their golf swings, you know. And it's just like, yo, like I can't wait for you to learn that it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know, man. You know, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm still trying to learn that. I mean, I've kind of gotten out of the trying to make all my my shit look perfect, but now now it's like it's got to feel perfect. And I'm well, actually, I mean, actually going to go out and too. play it. Yeah, but I mean, like, like I was thinking about yesterday when I was putting, like, again, eight days to enter your club. And uh, as, like, a professional, and, I mean, you know this, like, when you're playing and practicing every day, there's a certain, like, feeling that you get that other a lot of people don't feel, where everything's clicking and everything feels, like, solid. And then once it, you know, doesn't feel solid anymore and it feels kind of foreign, it's, like, the worst feeling in the world. So I was kind of thinking, I'm like, maybe this is like the best time for me to go play because I'm never going to feel worse than this, you know? And so, and if I can get out and play and shoot a decent number, then I, it kind of gives me that confidence to, to think like, man, I can do this whenever if I can do it today, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of some of the thoughts I had yesterday. Well, I'm, I definitely am a proponent for going out and playing, even when it is tough like that. We've talked about that before, and I've mentioned it on the pod. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of my reasons behind it, too, where it's like, you know, like, might as well, like, get the confidence of, like, going from feeling bad to feeling good, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's always just been reps. Like, if I do anything poorly, it's probably because I just didn't practice it. Agreed. You know? Yeah. Um, and then it's like, if I'm hitting it bad, it's probably because there's something wrong with some kind of fundamental or I'm either staying too far or not lining up correctly or, you know. It's just – at a certain point, it just kind of gets – instead of thinking like, oh, my God, I need to change my whole golf swing, it's maybe my left foot was a few inches back. That's why the ball wasn't drawing or, you know. Yeah. Well, to have that awareness, too, is something something worth saying as well. Yeah, I'm not saying that comes right away. I'm saying like a week later, you're like, shit, why, why did I check that? 
So, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did you want to talk about today? Mm. You mentioned stuff about I said, travel. Yeah, I mean, we, we are traveling athletes. So, regardless, even though I may be um, kind of stationary certain times of the year, like, still traveling you're still traveling uh we both do sorts of things uh golf and non-golf related travel wise whether it's like for family or um for like trips with uh, your girlfriend my girlfriend or um yeah i mean just anything you know whether you want to go take like ski trips or something because in the past like i've taken like ski trips with my boys and stuff like to Denver. So um what do you got what travel plans you got coming up? Um I'm going to Florida at the end of January. Well, I guess I can start. I'm going to one of Paige's shows in Portland on Friday. But that's like a day. I'm literally gonna be gone for twenty four hours. But I'm going to Florida at the end of January for a few Monday qualifiers and then I have a buddy's uh, bachelor party in Salt Lake City, and we're going skiing, so it's funny that you say ski trip. So uh, I'm doing that, and then after that, I'm not doing any kind of recreational traveling. I'm just only focusing on playing at tournaments, and I'm just tired. I'm just – honestly, dude, I'm just tired of taking days off. Like, I'm, I'm kind of sick of it. So my traveling is going to be consist of golf and getting this – getting this podcast up and running more and more and, you know, just staying committed to what I really want to do. But yeah, just a couple more, two more breaks for a total of four days. And then for the rest of the year, I'm all golf all the time. 23 is the year of Michael Jordan. So <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> What about you? Uh, I'm planning on going to Gatlinburg in Florida with uh, with my girlfriend as well, too. Um, kind of like a trip to get out of the – to get maybe ski as well, seeing how, like, the conditions are, as well as um, going and playing some golf, getting back into it and getting in some warm weather. Um. Yeah, I mean, we've got some traveling plans with the with the team starting uh, in March. We're going on spring break, and then we finish up the season um, middle of May. And then after that, that's when my tournament travel starts. I mean, I'll still be doing some travel for work. Um, recruiting and whatnot probably going to a couple junior tournaments here and there to get some get some future tigers but um <laughs> yeah i mean not uh not much until not much golf travel until the summer and uh that's when i'm gonna be really just trying to get out there and play some play as much as possible but yeah in the meantime just we talked about taking breaks and like, I think like 
sometimes a long break like what I'm doing is is kind of kind of necessary and like I feel like this is the right move for me um and then also coming back to like dip my toes in like I I was thinking about like all right well what are my tournaments going to be this summer like since it's not going to be as um as busy as it usually is and it hasn't been as busy as it usually is like what tournaments am I going to play in and it's like okay well I can go find a US Open qualifier I can't go to the one at Coldstream but um, can definitely go find somewhere um, in between like our conference championship or before our conference championship or um, just not during the Clivernook Open week or um or national championship week. And so um, I'm putting that in my head. It's like, okay, what else can I do? Ohio Open. Sure. I can stay in Ohio and play in the Ohio Open. Uh, can I go play in a few G Pro Tour events before their season ends? Yeah, I could. Okay, there's a few events on that schedule. I could, or a couple in June that I can go play in. Sweet. Um, and then from there, I mean, it's a toss-up, but I mean, I'm getting started. Like, I'm, I'm getting ready for like, the change of 22 to 23 and like getting in that mindset of like, okay, like we can't really tell exactly where our journey is going to go, but we can have a, have a plan and a map. So let's map this out, you know? Yeah. I feel like a lot of schedules, uh, a lot of golfer schedules change too. Like I, I feel like I kind of try to plan for the next three months and then usually that third month, if I hear about like something better coming up or something that makes more sense financially rather than, you know, do whatever tournament I signed up for or or trying to qualify for it, it changes. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's, we have to like keep our schedules as flexible as possible. And I mean, I know you are just trying to fill it up as much as you can because the summer is interesting for, for golfers where we're at. You know, it's a lot of state opens in the summer. It's um, qualifiers are more spread out. Like Monday qualifiers are kind of all over the place. But it is nice that there's like a a lot of decent mini tours now. Yeah, it is. That that is. And like, I I like seeing that. I like seeing that a lot. I want to keep seeing it. Um, events like Clovernook Open as well too. Like I know, yeah, I would, I would consider that um, a state the state open. Thank you. Um, I think first place was more than the the Ohio Open. Don't quote me on that, but I believe um, it. I think it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love seeing that. Uh, but now, like, kind of like the mindset I'm in. <laughs> um, for me, for the time being, and with the, since this coaching job is prevalent and it's what I'm doing, it's uh, U.S. Open or bust. <laughs> so I am literally front loading my my um, path to the PGA Tour with the first qualifier tournament of the year, probably. Um, just hoping I shoot something well enough to qualify out and get the Springfield country club for sectionals. And then you come out I to pract- LA and I practice on that course every day or most every day. So, um, yeah, it's something that, uh, kind of, I'm, 
Like that's what my Q school is now. And then if not, like, you know what? I got a year to prepare for Pinehurst in 24. And I still got a plan. And just because, like, I can't play in tournaments in the spring and fall doesn't mean I can't do that. So, yeah, that is uh, – that's the vision I have right now. Are, are you doing Are you doing Mac? Mac's not happening this year. It's at Coldstream. Wait, why is it? Why is that Coldstream? Because they're redoing their course. Again? Yeah, they're doing like a bunch of stuff to it this time, though. They're not just making the whole stupid. <laughs> um, like I don't number know eight. what you mean by that. So, like I number eight? I think they're flattening number eight screen, which is nice. Okay, which is what we've been asking for for years. Yeah, I think they're going to make sixes fairway wider. Like, so they're going to bring it closer to the OB, but make it wider. Um, five, they're going to bring it closer to the fence line. Um, three, they're moving, like, that tee box, like, 30 to 40 yards back, closer to, like, the fourth green. And then yeah. I'm trying to think what else. They might be doing something to 9 and 10, but might not be. 11, they're making it um, go left instead of, like, right up the hill and over. They're ma- going to bring it closer to number 10 fairway, and they're going to make it go, like, up, and they're taking all those trees out, and they're just going to embrace it being a drivable par 4. So they're going to kind of have, like, a fairway there um, with a couple, like, penal, like, uh, bunkering, bunkerings and whatnot on that hole. Not sure if they're doing anything to 12. Uh, but, yeah, it definitely, like, takes the people on 12T, like, out of the danger zone, which is nice for that. Um, 13, I'm not sure. I think they're redoing 14 a little bit. And then 15, they're going to bring it closer to the fence line. 16, I think they're redoing. I'm not sure if they're doing anything to 17 and 18, but I think those are good holes already. You weren't kidding. They were doing all of it. Yeah. (coughs) Man, that's wild. So it's at Coldstream. It's at Coldstream on May 15th. Hmm. When's the Corvinog open? May 9 through 12. Tournament 10 through 12. Damn. Okay. I still need. To, when do uh? When does the U.S. Open qualifier stuff come out? It's in March. It all comes out in March. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I mean, right when, <clears throat> right when tournaments start coming out, man, I just try to get my spot and not have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So I did for all these ones in Florida and. I still need to do my February schedule, but it just, uh, it just depends, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right, well, how much time will be done? 35 35. <laughs> what else is going on in your life? Santa bring you something good? I got a new camera, which will make my... My videos look pretty pretty damn good. 
Nice. Yeah, so I'm excited to use all that. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to do social media because I'm not going to do it like most guys on there. Um, a lot of guys spend so much time on their stuff, and I'm not even going to try to compete because I don't, I don't really want to. You, you want know? to put your efforts elsewhere. Yeah, I get exactly. It. Exactly. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna like. How I'm gonna like? What am I? What am I gonna post? That's also gonna be interesting for people to you know watch or listen to. Because I'm not a swing coach. Um, I'm not gonna. I mean, there's so many guys that do like some pretty dope work. Like, like um, fuck, what are their names? Like James Nicholas and Ben Hayden. Like they kind of kill it, man. And I'm not trying to compete with that. What do they do? They, I mean, if you just look on their Instagrams, they they post their practices, they do voiceovers, they do drone shots. I mean, it's it's insane all the stuff they do. All I, like every time I see stuff like that, I'm like, I don't have time for that. It just sounds very depleting of energy. Yeah, and even like. Even first, like when I first post uh, post holes that I play, it's just really annoying because like as much as people want people to be real and post like shitty holes, I don't want to do that. Like I'm not trying to post something that's like like me making a double bogey on a hole. So like I'll post a hole if I make a birdie, I'll probably post it. Um, but like. I don't know. I've gotten so many comments saying, "Like, dude, do you ever make a bogey?" It's like, well, take a bad picture and post it. Like, take like it's it's a ridiculous thing to ask. Like, to be do they just want to be relatable and make themselves feel better? I don't, I never understood that. Like, I'd rather watch someone do something good than do something bad. Unless I'm watching like, the PGA Tour, then I'd want to watch. I'd want to watch the people, you know, kind of try to make the cut because that's like. It's like, oh, is he going to make it? Is he going to make this putt from 15 feet? I don't want to watch the guys who are shooting 80. You know, I want to watch, I, I, I don't just want to watch the leaders because that's just going to be like, you know, that makes it, that makes golfers look invincible. But I want to watch the guys that are around like two or three under par trying to make a cut uh, uh, as well as the leaders. I'm not trying to watch someone who's trying to break 80, you know, who's been pumping balls out of bounds like, Anyway, I'm going on a tangent, but uh, yeah, I don't know what I want to do with social media, so I'm trying to figure that out. I got a camera. I mean, like I said, I have a, multiple social media accounts that it that I use that's just not golf, so I'll use it for that as well. It's more of like a extra thing that I do on the side, but with the golf thing, if anyone has any suggestions, let me know. I will be posting some of the workouts I do that Brennan has given me, so I kind of want to help him get his name out there and stuff like that. But I don't know. What would you want to see from a mini tour player? Just thinking about it. And like, I'm wondering like, all right, what is like James Nicholas? That's his name. Yeah. What is James Nicholas and that, uh, this other guy? Like, are they, what are they doing? Like, are they, are they, hiring guys to like fly a drone over them while they practice are they having someone like videotape them like throughout most of their practice and then like they're just doing the voiceover after Um, they throw up a tripod they do their stuff i mean i try like i used to try to uh 
take like one day out of the week and do a bunch of recording and then I have a week's worth of content. But then then like when I'm playing in tournaments, I lose three or four days out of the week from practice. And so like I'm not trying to waste a day just to get, you know, a few videos for some content. Yeah. Um like when like my stuff is very in the moment. Like, I'll just be like, oh, I, my swing feels pretty good. I'll, I'll video it right here, and then I'll post it. Or, like, if I'm playing golf, like, oh, I'm playing pretty good. Maybe I'll make a birdie on this hole. And then, like, I either do and I don't. And that's the only time I'll do it. And I'm like, because it's – I'm not trying to set the camera every time. And, you know, just the whole the, – the, it's not even the editing pro- – the editing process for me is a lot easier. I mean, again, I don't put as much effort into the whole editing and – Stuff as they do, like I asked, I asked. Uh, <clears throat> do you know who Alex Romo is? Alex who? Romo. I don't think I do. Anyway, he's a mini tour guy as well, and he kills on Instagram and TikTok as well. But he told me he puts in like, like six to eight hours of editing a night, and I don't have that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, like I. Like good on good on people who do that. Good on everyone who is able to build their socials and like want to be a content creator. But for me, like the, my end goal is to only play golf, and I'm not trying to be a you know like I don't really give a shit about. I only reason I use social media is to like I've had deals with people, I've gotten help from people through social media. That's the only reason I use it. And obviously, I want to grow so I can get more of that, but I'm not trying to grow to, you know, just to grow. Yeah, I think a lot of people in this day and age are really, they, they, they struggle with that just because, like, there is this luring, this temptation to earn your way monetarily financially and become like stable in order to play golf or whatever your your dreams or goals may be to like make that money on social media and like it's that dangling carrot that's right there like all you need to do is like make yourself look good and like i did i went to school as a marketing major so i graduated graduated with a degree in that so like i'll tell people like yeah like basically i went to school or like i learned how to make things look good when i was in class and so like to me that's all social media is like when you put like the lipstick on the pig or whatever like yeah you're dressing it up making it look good which yeah it's okay like everyone wants to see the best version of yourself no one wants to see the bullshit though no one wants to see you recording a time or not really i mean this is one thing that comes to mind earlier when you ask like what do you want to see like i'll put a side note stamp in it real quick like like one thing i'd like to see on instagram is like yeah sure like send me pictures send me like videos of like good swings and highlights but also send me the shit like i want to see the shit like me the the five minute ten minute recording of you doing one once a week that you want to get better on uh like say like you struggle with like 40 yard pitches 30 to 40 yard pitches so you you put a camera up right behind that flag stick and you just show yourself like 
hitting the dispersion of it and maybe like it's shit the first time but like the next time it's a little bit tighter and then a little bit tighter the third time and the time after that and the time after that it just gets tighter and tighter and the next thing you know like you see that progress and like that's one thing that i think like instagram can be used for that people that do end up reaping residual benefits from like you see a lot of that like you see someone that records like the four years worth of progress of them doing a pull up or what are those pull up to like up over the pulling your whole self pretty much except your legs up over the bar. Um, oh, yeah. You know what those are called? I can't recall, but like um, muscle, just ups. Like muscle ups, like <clears throat> showing like the progress of like doing your first muscle muscle up where you barely struggle to like, four years later like this dude's fucking ripped and he's just like doing it with ease and he's like got weights on his like feet and he like holds in his pull-up position for five seconds and then he like slowly makes his way up you see the control and like the progress and all that in one and like so yeah that's one thing like i would like to see a lot more of show me the time lapse of like you just boop 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 and like the ball's coming and coming and coming and coming um, or show me like you run or like going around a circle time after time after time putting. Um, cause that's one thing, like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. That's how I'm going to do it. Um, I like that idea, out, you know? And so, so, like, so you think, so you think like, uh, like a drill of the day kind of thing. And, like, this is what I worked on today. And it shows how- you, you know, trying to make like, 30 footer 33 footers in a row or like speed drills like like maybe like one one of those a day you'd probably be like because like for me i'd be like oh that's a good idea that's a good drill i'd probably save that post and look look at it later be like i'm gonna try to do that one like yeah. that's that's like the thing i'm trying to figure out is like what do people require me to to take like a, a shit ton of time out of my day it's like when me and me and my girlfriend have a page and like all of our shit is like the easiest thing ever to shoot and it takes no time at all. And you know, it, it, it's like a side thing, you know, that's why we do it. And we've started to make some real money through it. So like, <coughs> that's what I think a lot of social media should be for people like us, you know, trying to, uh, like really trying to only dedicate our time to practicing and, and grinding, you know, what I've learned in this day from anything and just like continuing on with this conversation and collecting my thoughts is that people love to see the outcome or people like seeing the outcome, but they love to see the process. And like one thing that motivates me is like, I'm thinking back like to these like YouTube videos I used to in the day, like, like this one called success. How about bad do you want it? And I mean, yeah. we've talked about this before. It's with like your boy Eric Johnson, like voicing over like this, this guy who's trying to get drafted out of college from East Carolina, like, and he's just showing like all of his training, like he's putting together like five minutes worth of, like these training videos, and he's just going and going and going. And, like, you have no idea like what that dude did, like if he made it to the NFL or not. He did, but like, I'm sure like it wouldn't surprise me if that helped him because that thing that video has been up for almost over 10 years now. And it's had, it's had to have had millions and millions of views, even though like he, like his career in the NFL may not have been that long. Like it got him there. It got him to what he wanted. And like, it's just the process. And like, 
yeah i mean that's one small example and like i mentioned a few others but i mean what you said too like doing like a drill of the day but like even like when you were saying that like one thing i thought of was like yeah like why not like a drill of the month or or like a drill of the year or like just do tr- pick out one or two things like you want to get better at in your golf game and like just just record yourself doing like one little like drill of it or like one little like game time drill so like say like you do all this practice sure you record some of it you record like other things in it but like you want to do like this one little activity where you do put that camera behind the hole and it's like okay like 40 yards like i'm gonna do this two times a week once a week three times a week i'm gonna record this and by the end of it like i want to see like how i did on this day this day this day this day and like maybe you would have a hiccup day but like you get to see and like look back okay like you do that self-examination like okay like i had that i had that poor performance day like why like okay my mindset wasn't right i wasn't that focused that day from what i can recall or um something happened off the golf course that like brought your attention away from it or maybe you just like woke up on the wrong side of the bed so now you have that information and now like sure like other people can see it which makes you like exposed and vulnerable but what's most important is like you have it for yourself and yeah i feel that with that means um i will instagram this week or this past these past few days so you um, did yeah uh, i needed to get some work i st- i've started to like <clears throat> work out every day consistently and like not just like any sort of yoga where I fall back on and like have a cop out or push ups. I'm like legit like stimulating my brain, challenging myself to think of things to do other than just like, all right, let's do three thousand push ups in a month or something like that. You know? So yeah, I mean like that's one thing I use social media for is like or like one thing I want to start using it for is like the self-progression like sure like maybe i have some things that i post maybe some maybe i have some things i don't post but yeah i mean using it as a tool like that i feel like can be so much more effective um even if it's like you're studying like other people's movements like bionic or can stretch or, or frs or crossfit or like you want to get explore like yoga or like other forms of cardio that you can do in order to like keep your keep your cardio going because who knows maybe you got injured or something and like you got a bum foot so now you got to figure out other ways to other ways to keep in shape you know yeah no, it's I'm, interesting I'm like you going say all that. Scenarios now, but <laughs> no it's interesting you say all that because my my Instagram, I don't really scroll on TikTok because I get bored. And what I follow on Instagram is <clears throat> mostly just like like meme stuff. A lot of it's a lot of it's motivation stuff. And like you know, like I'll watch a motivational video and I'll be like taking a break in practice. I'm like, all right, dude, stop taking a fucking break. And I'll you know it'll like light a fire in my ass. Like I don't think that you should only rely on motivation. But anyway, uh, anyway, that's like another thing. And then um. 
and then like there's golf swings and like you know i follow some guys who are like no golf and but i don't follow like i used to follow like sacred lengths you know that is uh sounds familiar it's like they he basically just posts like perfect swings on like from like tiger or adam scott or rory and I stopped following him because I'm like, I, I want to look like that. And it was almost like a weird toxic thing that I would kind of get in my head where like, if I'm not hitting it well one day, I'm like, well, I got to look more like tiger when I hit the ball. This is a while ago. It's not anything recent, but I guess I stopped following stuff that like made me feel that way. I only, I kind of only use it that that helps, you know, like I use it as a tool to, either get my ass out of bed or or ways that could possibly make me better. So I think you, you kind of gave me some ideas on what you were talking about. So I'm going to start doing some of those. Maybe I'll start doing them with you. Perfect. <laughs> um, in other news, I cut my hair. Oh, about time. <laughs> what made you I just got it? I just got a couple clippings. Just layered it. Oh, God. You'll see. Well, I'll post some videos and you'll see how it looks. It's good. But yeah, and then like, our TikTok, or not TikTok. Well, I guess we have one now, but our Instagram. What, uh, like, we just posted previews of our, like, of the pod, but I, I'm sure we can do more and just, like, post stuff of our, like, everyday life. People love that shit for some reason. Hell yeah. I'll so, definitely do some more. I say yeah. when we get off of here in the next few minutes, we um we both pick one thing we want to get better at in golf. And we record it for the next month, two months, and like we, we announce like next next cast which uh what we're gonna be doing and how long we're gonna be doing it for. I like that, and that can and that can be our uh, one of our projects in the meantime. I already know what mine is, but we'll we'll, we'll announce it next week. We'll tease okay. it out. We'll tease it. Tease it out, and uh, if they stuck yeah. it out this long, and they'll stick it out a little bit longer, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> love love exactly. y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening to and listening to us rant and rave this long too. And, sometimes lose our train of thoughts and in our minds so <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but all right what do you have what are you doing the rest of the day uh i'll do another workout later but um i'm hit legs with that but i got some school work to do so some coach work um School work. I got a decent roast. Yeah, I, I call it school work just because it sounds <clears throat> sounds a little bit more entertaining or like I got something to do. Sounds more um, entertaining. Yeah, it's entertaining. I mean, I, like I said, like being a coach of any sorts, it feels. I mean, you pretty much are like a fantasy football coach. Like that's the closest thing to this I could relate it to. Like anyone that else, anyone that's ever run a fantasy football league and like run it with like, or like has run a team, operated a team in fantasy football with like close 
like just just like actually like caring about your team and like following the the league week by week setting your lineup i mean it's a lot more than that but it's just like the closest thing to it that i can that anyone can relate to probably but there's just so many moving parts and things you have to manage and people you have to manage and yeah i mean going from one golfer to 20 21 22 golfers to focus on it it was definitely a big change yeah i feel that well anyway we'll uh (coughs) we'll get those things out and talk about what we're gonna get better at next week and Again, if you have any topics you want us to hit on, let us know. Um, the free T-shirt thing, I'm going to keep posting about it. So if you want to share last, last episode before we announce. So. Or not, What's that? No. Oh, no, sorry, the putter cover. Yeah. Last episode before we announce the putter cover. So be sure to like, share, subscribe, follow. Just write a review. Just be like, hey, these guys suck, but give us five stars. We don't care. Yeah, or give us one star. Like, just give us some. No, 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 no. Don't give us one star. Give us five stars. <laughs> I don't think give you know us how this five works. Stars. I don't think you know how this works, David. <laughs> just give us something. No, no, no. Give us five stars. we need to get get better and worse or whatever. Yeah, but <laughs> if you give us any stars, give us five. <laughs> And then we'll give you a free shirt. The shirts are dope, so. Yes, they are. They feel yeah. really good. I'm wearing one right now again, so it's not what are we doing, but it's a it's a dream catcher golf shirt, and they're made out of the same material. And I will say I am rather comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if that's one thing right, you want to feel comfortable with, it's your, your clothing, so. And your golf swing. And your golf swing. <laughs> All right, we need to get off here. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, I'll talk to you Wel- later, man. Welcome home. Good luck practicing. We'll get up. Appreciate it. Talk soon. Sounds good. Peace, man. All right. Oh, shit. Peace. We got to do it again, dude. Look the lens cap on.